to the Courtney Turner Podcast. We are back for part two with George Webb. Part two. It's been part such two. a long flight home, and <laughs> yeah. then I've come back, and I've worn the same shirt, and I've got, <laughs> and got the too. same tie, and you did too. Thank yeah. you for wearing the same thing. It doesn't make me feel so bad. I, yeah, exactly. That, that's why I did it. You know, I just wanted to make you feel comfortable, comfortable. and yeah. But we mastered the art of orbing. So orbing, yeah, orbing? you know, because we both went home and oh, came back oh, orbing. Oh, orbing, okay. As, as a little kid, that's the superpower I wanted. Okay, what and that your... is to like make time go backwards, or just no, to be it's able just to to, like you go through dimensions, so it's kind of like you go through time and space. So, so that's you... just one of the little added benefits is is time travel. Yeah, so okay. it's like you don't have to actually get on a plane or get into it. You just you know. Poof, you're in another location. Okay, that's sort of like Star, uh, Star Trek and the, yeah. the transponder or right. transporter. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Okay. What, what was the superpower you wanted? I, you know, I really do want to, uh, you know, if I had a superpower, I would want to go back in time. Like the Battle of Jena, mm -hmm. I would love to be an aide de camp, you know, in Napoleon's tent or mm -hmm. in uh, what's the other guy's uh, Krakow's tent or whatever his name was and, and actually see what actually happened. And then be able to come back and write about it, mm -hmm. you know, but not let anybody know I had the superpower. I just say, well, you know, I, <laughs> you know, I just happen to have this one historical document right, <laughs> right here. That's really all I want is well, something to answer the critics. You know, <laughs> with the there are people who claim that they've done through remote viewing that they've been able to like retrieve what was that coin Hitler coin right that proved that Hitler was like. Scuttled off to South America. Oh, I haven't heard about that. Oh, really? Uh, but I'm gonna have to look up the whole story again. But yeah, it was it was through remote viewing that they had come mm. to this conclusion. But then they actually found this coin that substantiated this remote viewing. Oh, well, that's cool. If they found the, you know, I think there's times where we get a story, and it's not, you know, it's been sanitized or whatever, right, you right. know, and and if we actually knew the whole thing i mean there was this kurosawa made this film with the three different actors and each one of them uh told the story it's it's th told in three parts by, by three different characters mm -hmm. and each one makes themselves out to, to be the hero of the story and the other mm -hmm. two are the pusillanimous you know cowards and so forth and they're the hero so i mean i just wonder how many stories about washington uh -huh. that we have i mean he for a record uh he had three wins uh -huh. and nine losses. Now that's not that's not quite as heroic as one might want to think. Yeah, uh, and uh, you know it's not a very good and and Yorktown if without the French Navy he doesn't win Yorktown and the first one, uh, which is uh, Trenton, the they're all drunk, you know, mm -hmm. from the Christmas thing, and so that doesn't hardly count. And then Monmouth is kind of a standoff. Princeton's kind of a standoff. So you could almost argue that he only won one battle, which was Yorktown. Right. Uh, and so he's really... Significant <laughs> battle, but... Yeah, well, that swings the whole thing. Yeah. But um, anyway, not, not quantity, to... Quantity, not quality. I'm sorry, quality, not quality. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like <laughs> the most important battle. Right. But, but I, you know, I think something happened there yeah. that they decided that things had been lined up for the you you do a lot of stuff on anglo-american mm -hmm. stuff i i'm not the expert that you yeah. are and you and peter duke uh <laughs> rival each other but but if you had gotten all those things into place for 
like assumption of the debt and for the reestablishing the banking ties with England and so mm -hmm. forth, then you can almost pull the plug on Cornwallis at the end. Yeah. And then have everybody go home because it's now all the table is set now. Right. And now remember they all leave with all their weapons pretty much and heroes exit and whatnot. And Cornwallis didn't look good in the deal, right. but but still you wonder if it was a little contrived. Anyway, that would be my superpower. Yeah. Well, yeah, you do wonder how much, because uh, people do have such a savior complex. Uh, not just complex, but I think people have savior desire. I, I don't know what the term is, but like they're, they're seeking a savior. Right. And uh, I, I think so we were, in our last conversation, we had started to talk about, we are talking about Malone and some of the connections. And I think that's a good segue there because I think in a lot of ways he's been kind of whether he wanted to or not, and that we can go through. But I, I think a lot of people were hoping that there was someone who was the hero, who was the savior. And in many ways, he did look like it. You know, he he had all those components of the hero's journey, right? He's the redemption. He he created this thing. He re, he redeems himself and shares his his sob story about you know. His regrets, personal regrets, having taken it, and uh, his injuries, and now he's uh, denouncing in, saying how, you know, talking about all the harmful effects, and uh, yeah. So I think a lot of people look to him as the the savior, essentially. Yeah, and, he, and he's a horseman from Virginia, mm -hmm. so just like Washington, yeah. So I, I <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. So I, and he, I think that's kind of the model or the role, because like you were with the British, and now you're with the Americans. You saw yes. the light. Right, and that was sort of the the, the Dark Horse podcast was the yeah. thing that was With Weinstein, uh, yeah, yeah, Weinstein and so forth. Well, you find out through through a lot of different research about all these people, uh, yeah. like Weinstein's dad. They even mention it if you go into the uh, Dark Horse podcast. Malone mentions, "Hey, your dad did the, I think it was the thalidomide uh, yes. settlement, right? Yeah, and." Um, Less Weinstein. And you find out that you go back and he's the guy who actually does the intellectual property law to get these, uh, uh, you know, enablement, this historical precedent, the legal precedent of enablement to make these patents really worth something. So he's every bit of a big pharma drug guy as anybody. And Weinstein's acting like, well, I was trying to get you to stop using the super mice. And that's why all the people were dying because of the cancer companies were using the super mice that weren't dying. And, you know, it's, it's kind of like a contrived story. Yeah. Um, and, you know, here's Steve Kirsch, mega donor to the DNC. Yep. So our three heroes there are all like vaccine insiders. Yes. Right, and they're playing a role of being, uh, you know, dissidents. Right, and what what do they say in the fifth generation warfare? The uh, best way to control the opposition is to lead it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, that, I, I know he hates. I don't ever say he's controlled opposition. Sure. Yeah. But I, I, I wasn't necessarily implying that. I'm just you know. Yeah, well, I, and I know a lot of people say he's controlled opposition, mm -hmm. but what I what I see him doing is saying, hey. Um, I, I want all the cash, and I'm just fronting for somebody back over here. Right. Right. And I'm I'm just the representative. I'm just the kind of like the uh, well, Ronald Reagan mm -hmm. played the GE answer yep. man. Remember, he was GE brings you Death Valley days, right? 
<laughs> so Ronald Reagan doesn't want to be criticized for the crappy production of the horse or the the shootout mm-hmm. scene, at, you know. He, or or just the fact that GE was tied to, you know, all the military weaponry. Or, yeah. Right. <laughs> well, details, so is Raytheon, yeah. so is his right. dad. Yeah. <laughs> but but my, my point is is that he, he wants to be like the guy who can come in at the end, right. like, a, like a script was written for him. Totally, yeah. And say, hey, I'm come the hero. riding in on the shining white horse. I ride in on the horse, yeah. and everyone says, Bob Malone's a hero. Yeah. And it, it, what he really got mad at is, like, I don't care about the the actor you you are, yeah. I want to go and actually look at the record. Right. And you got all this money. Mm-hmm. And you didn't do with what the money you said you did. You're lying about that. You actually put it over here for your own vaccines. And that's where he, he starts flipping out. Um, yeah. So I, I think the, the, the Washington analogy is, is, is a good analogy. I, th- I really believe he sees himself as sort of the... Yeah savior of the country, even though a year earlier he was saying he saved millions and his wife was saying he saved millions by recommending the vaccine. Right. So well, how can it be both? You it know? can't be both. I, I, what I think is interesting, so when I had first interviewed him, I, you know, I had read his substack the night before that his wife had put out, and it was talking about his uh, ABD, all the dissertation, how he's ex- exploited in academia, and you, uh, you know that whole story. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I really did feel for him. Uh, you know, I watched my mom go through her PhD. I've had my own kind of journeys in academia, and I know how corrupt that world is. Uh, and I know the egos and the, the personalities. So I really did feel for him. And what I see is, I think, in many ways. So I talk about when I talk about people like to throw out the term controlled opposition a lot. And I think that term has come to mean almost nothing. It's just right. a way of it's, it's like the term conspiracy theorist these days. It's a way of silencing and your opponent and shutting down the conversation and just, you know, yeah, essentially doing that. But I, what I when I talk about what controlled opposition really is, is I think you're dealing with humans, so it's very complex. It's nuanced. And people don't like to think of things that way. They like to think in terms of black and white. And the analogy that I use is like if you were to climb a really tall ladder and you're wearing a harness, um, you know, when you're at the bottom, those strings are really loose. And you can kind of move laterally. You can, you have some leeway. You go higher up that ladder and that harness, the strings get tighter. And I kind of see... Him, this is a very long-winded way of saying I, I feel like he has been exploited in many ways. Um, and I just this time it's by the military-industrial complex. And so... See, the, I thought that too. Okay. Until I actually looked into, and other researchers like Mark Kulak and, and mm-hmm. J.J. Cooley looked into actually yeah. his story. And I'll start all the way back at Salk Institute, yeah. uh, right? Which is which he in, loves to talk about Inder Verma, mm-hmm. right? Inder yep, Verma, Inder Verma, you know, Nobel Prize type guy, yeah. right? So, so Bob Malone as a test tube washer stealing stuff from Inder Verma, right, is about as ridiculous as as you know uh, saying I. I taught, you know, Michael Jordan something on the basketball court. <laughs> I I got a college scholarship to play basketball, but I didn't teach Michael Jordan anything, okay? And and this guy, uh, uh, you know, he says, Bob Malone says that Inder Verma uh, caused him PTSD. Yes, that's, that, that is the story. All right, and because he separated work teams and they mm-hmm. weren't able to copy each other's work, right? 
And, and I'm looking at that and I'm saying, well, Indra Verma is the guy who took an HIV from 100,000 base pairs and sized it all the way down to 9,000. He was taking out all the things and sizing it down to as, as, as tight of a cassette as possible. This guy's a genius, right? He's, he's not copying off the paper of Bob Malone. No. So, that, so that's out the window. Right. So this whole thing about, this is where he says he invented mRNA, by the way, at Salk. Right, yeah. Okay, that's, that's so, so, so that's not true. Right. So then you go to the next company, which is Vical, and you look at the contributions to the injection of the naked RNA was Gary Rhodes, and mm -hmm. this guy named Gary Rhodes, and this other guy named John Wolfe, who had done a lot of this stuff, mm -hmm. and then they're dead. Now, I'm not saying Bob Malone killed them, but they, they died. Right. The reason why we don't know them and their contributions is because they died. Dead doctors don't lie. <laughs> right, dead doctors don't lie. But I'm just saying a lot of the things that Bob Malone has now kind of taken credit for is he's kind of like picking over the the corpses of Gary yeah. Rhodes and, and John Wolfe. Right. So, so, and, and then he's concocted, and Jill push, goes along with this, he's concocted this kind of hero story right. around him. You know, it's, it's almost like somebody who went into battle at the end of the battle and was picking off the, so, the soldiers' swords and, and things, and then comes back with all the regalia uh -huh. and says, I'm the hero of the battle. And everybody says, well, actually, you know, I saw the guy die <laughs> that, when he gave up his sword. I saw that guy die when they took his, and, and, and then he's mad. Right. He's mad. Wait a minute. I picked up all the, I did the pickings on the battlefield. I want to be the hero. Yeah. And you got to be the hero to get the credit. And, and to get the money, right? But that's exactly right. That He was actually not the guy. He was for vaccines, fighting the vaccines. He was the okay. guy getting the money all the way. Right. Even even during the time where he says he was the big hero. Mm -hmm. that, that's my point. Is uh, yeah. uh, January to 2020 to August 2021, he was getting cash for the Inovio vaccine. He also did Relcovax for the India mm -hmm. vaccine as, as late as, for domain as late as August, 2021. Mm -hmm. So that was after the Dark Horse podcast. So he's still doing vaccines. Yeah. You know, uh, where, where are we with that? And so he, he needs to come clean. He has yeah. a, a foundation which is on based on transparency. Uh-huh. And I'm like, <laughs> where's the transparency? Include, does that include answering a few questions? You know? Yeah, well, and I think that that's the to the point is that it's really not about not about him because it's not about like him being a hero, not being a hero, being a nice guy, not being a nice guy, right? I think people like to they like to look at things that way, and I, it's really about that he has potential answers to things that could save lives. Um, and that the, it really looks like this has been a very, you know, long haul game, um, you know, for lack of a better way of putting it, because it does seem like it's been gamified. And the, and the results, as we've already seen, have been pretty devastating. So if they plan to continue, and it does look like they're, they have much more in store, then a lot more lives are at stake. And if we can get some more answers, then maybe we can help some people. We could also help heal some people who are suffering, right? Well, I, I'm all for it. Uh, let, you know, it, he, he, he put out some emails. He said, he countered the emails for us. He said, oh, I mm -hmm. wrote 10,000 or 20,000 emails about ivermectin, mm -hmm. where I used the word ivermectin. And I wrote a Christmas card uh, to this guy, uh, uh, Pierre Corey. Right. Uh, in, in December of 2020. Mm -hmm. 20. 
Bob Malone, here's your chance. Put out every email that you wrote to the White House. You remember right. uh, Peter, uh, what's uh, down in Florida, um, lives in uh, West oh. Palm Beach. Um, you were talking about before the show, I'm trying to remember the guy who's the advisor to Trump, the business advisor to Trump. Navarro? Navarro, Peter yeah. Navarro. Put out all your emails to Peter Navarro. Right. Put out all your emails to Hatfield on the Coronavirus Task Force. Put out all your emails mm -hmm. to the Coronavirus Task Force. Put out all your me uh, emails to Fauci. Put out all your emails to all the, uh, Wattendorf running DARPA, uh, you know, r all your people to Operation Warp Speed in Huntsville. And Defense Threat Reduction Agency. All your DTRA emails. I mean, we have, we have at the Proximal Origins uh, mm -hmm. uh, inquiry in the House, we had emails from Jeremy Farrar, mm -hmm. so we learned about that. We had before that the Lancet email with uh, uh, Fauci mm -hmm. and and Dasek. Why not Bob Malone's emails? Yeah, and also the uh, when you're talking about how he's still working on vaccines now, he has changed that story a lot, right? Like there was uh, at first he said that you know he still supports it for elderly, infirmed, and uh, for some children. And then he backtracked on that, and now he, I, I think it was pretty recent, if I'm not mistaken, that he was saying there are some children who should get it. Um, oh, he changed that? Because yeah. in the court document, he said, I was the key advisor for, um, for elderly and, mm -hmm. and yes. pregnant women and children, you know, or the at-risk groups. So he's bragging about getting them the RNA vaccine in a court document yep. in November of 2021. So he just can't pick a lane, Bob. You <laughs> you got to decide what your story is. Right. Don't get mad at me for trying to figure out your split personality on this. <laughs> yeah. uh, but but he wanted to kind of play it both ways. And I you know I I think with uh, uh, especially mRNA, you know he wants he's commenting now on social issues. He's got a mm -hmm. cartoon Dilbert mm -hmm. type thing that he's posting now, and and some other things. It's not based on medicine anymore. Right. He says, oh, everybody's tired of talking about the vaccine. Let's move over to talking about social issues and transgenderism. And Which I'm curious, do you think any of what's going on with uh, the, the vaccines and with uh, some of this uh, pharmaceutical experimentation uh, has any, anything to do with the transgender? Mm -hmm. Well, it, it's interesting you mentioned the, what is it, the RVR or what's the... The, the RTR4 R, with the seventh allele? Oh, the, the RTR4. Maybe there is a, a mm -hmm. master switch gene that we, we don't know about. Uh, the SV40 thing yeah. did come yeah. up. Uh, Dr. Mary's Monkey, if you haven't read the book, Ed Haslam, read the book. It's it's a lot of people's red pill moment mm -hmm. uh, for vaccines. It was for my fiance, yeah. Yeah. Um, and it, it says, hey, wait a minute, while trying to solve A, you did B, mm -hmm. right? While trying to solve A, which was polio, which was, yeah. again, a big mass formation psychosis of fear around mothers not wanting their kids to be in iron lungs and so mm -hmm. forth. So they all ran out and got it. Which, well, by the way, so sorry to interrupt, but I do want to make this, sure. that the, when I was doing the, I read an article on the shedding, and it was, you know, speculative at the time. But one of the things that I found in there was they were talking about how they would tell mothers when they, their ch children were vaccinated that they were contagious. And they particularly talked about the polio. And they made it really clear. And then, of course, there was the whole outbreak um, after they did those polio vaccines. But 
But that was one of the ones where, you know, they really warned the moms and they, they had a whole like... So in order to get the vaccine? No, no, no. They warned the moms that their, their kids were contagious and that they might get it. Oh, okay. Yes. Wow, that's crazy. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> you, you gave me a vaccine and now I could catch it from my kid. Yes. Hmm. Wow, that's crazy. And it was common practice. With a lot of vaccines, but that was one of the big ones, yeah. Well, you, you get the idea. I mean, you, you say you're going to try to cure A, and then you create a create, second problem that's yes. even bigger. And the second problem was because the SV40 uh, promoters were in there, but also this thing that's the T tumor antigen that, that causes the cancer, that was also in there, and it's caused all these soft tissue cancers. Mm -hmm. And so this is Ed Haslam's book, the, the money graph or the payoff graph, is this hockey stick of soft tissue cancers mm -hmm. that seems to correlate almost perfectly with the uh, polio vaccine 57 to 62, which is, I'm old enough to have gotten that 63. So, um, you know, people are saying, hey, wait a minute, SV40, bing, 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 you know, this is what we just went through. McKernan's right. saying this two to, two to 20% of the people got this. Now, the, the part, I mean, I can just jump into it. They say, yeah. well, there's no T tumor. There's right. no T tumor antigen, so therefore it's docile and so forth. Well, that was 50 years ago. Right. <laughs> right? If, if the can opener wasn't there, T, mm -hmm. T, T, T antigen is kind of like a can opener. The can opener wasn't there, it was big and it was bulky and it was easy to spot. W wouldn't you in 50 years or 60 years, 60 years, be able to come up with the smaller, you know, like radios are smaller now. Well, I believe we do have nanotechnology now. And CRISPR. So, yeah. And CRISPR. And mm, so and CRISPR, yeah. And so when I looked at it, I said, hey, why wouldn't I take the can opener from the Henrietta Lacks cells, which are incredibly infective? Yeah. Or take the TAT protein, which is small, and from HIV and use that if this was nefarious. If I was a CIA guy looking at a whole bunch of cancer vaccines, and I'm going to sort of unleash it on the deplorables, mm -hmm. and then the deplorables can pay me, and I'll sort of direct evolution, a directed evolution. I mean, that's a possibility. That's right. a possibility. I mean, Brennan's running this thing. If Brennan wasn't running it, I would be like, okay, <laughs> maybe, maybe. But Brennan, <laughs> Brennan. Yes, yes. He is running this. Um, what do we, so with, with, with the cancers, I know we were talking before about like, okay, the cancer research on the mRNA, it was Moderna under DARPA, and that was supposedly to cure cancer. Do you think that there's, what are, what are they doing now? Well, all those things, like I mentioned yeah. in their previous uh, P53. Yeah. P53 is just an, an easy, simple uh, thing. Uh, that this T tumor antigen from from mm -hmm. SV40 that goes after the P53, the TAT protein, as I mentioned, from right. HIV goes after P53, the uh, E6 protein in uh, the Henrietta Lacks, very infective cancer cells, goes after the P53. All the things we've talked about, all yeah. the weapons or potential weaponizations all go after P53. Okay. That, to me, tells me the CIA cancer guys are going to be doing some kind of vaccine that blocks or protects P53. That's what I'm expecting. Um, and So we could see, uh, with this huge uptick in cancers, we could potentially see something like what we did with the COVID vaccines. I think it's more, even almost like HIV. 
Okay. Like if you don't get this cocktail, yeah, you die. Okay. You know what I mean? Um, and we think, oh, they would never do that. Well, look at HIV, folks. Yeah. Look at what they're paying. And guess what? It's the same company mm -hmm. as Remdesivir. Or Gilead makes the, the hepatitis C uh, a blocker, a competitive blocker, and they also make the HIV competitive blocker. Same company, Rem, you know, Remdesivir. Yeah. Rumsfeld, John C. Martin. Same guys, right? Mass mm -hmm. formation psychosis for both the APSI and the, the, um, uh, the AIDS, mm -hmm. uh, the HIV blocker as well. Right. We had, remember, the uh, wasn't selling anything. Here comes Donald Rumsfeld. He becomes the president's emergency plan for AIDS research, Pep, PEPFAR. Uh -huh. Right. 1983. What does he know about medicine? He's a general, right? Yeah. Well, Secretary well, of Defense? Yes, I Sorry, go on. Yeah, yeah. What's he doing with that? Then what happens? His protege, John C. Martin, running Gilead, comes out with this thing that is a blocker, and then mm. that becomes a billion-dollar product for Gilead. And then he becomes Secretary of Defense. Right. And then 9-11 happens. So this guy has a long well, history. Well, first he announces that we're missing, what, $2.3 trillion, and, and then 9-11 Next yeah. day. Yes. And the accountants who said that they were missing the 2.3 trillion are just happened to be in that office where the plane, mm, yes. plane hits. The, the planes, yes. Yeah, yeah, I'm just saying these people, <laughs> I'm not saying everybody's like this, but these people. You know, <laughs> these people. Dove Zackheim, um, you know, he has the, you know, the contract for the Systems Planning Corporation, SPC, uh -huh. for taking over planes for what? For the defense of Washington, D.C., so continuity of government, buildings won't get hit. Mm. And then we have this pilot make this 330-degree perfect turn who couldn't fly a Piper Cub, got, mm -hmm. right? right. Uh, Harry Hanjiao or whatever his name is. 330-degree turn at treetop level, and then he hits the office of the 2.3 trillion auditors. Mm -hmm. And the guy they're auditing, Dov Zakheim, is hmm. the guy who has the plane, the autopilot program. I mean, you just can't, you know. Yes, there's, a, there's a lot of coincidences there, for it's sure. It's almost like if I was in charge of NASA, uh -huh. and there was a bunch of astronauts that were auditing me, uh -huh. and while there's a moonshot, <laughs> and they're on the moon, and they're digging up, we just get, have an errant missile. <laughs> mm. It's convenient. <laughs> and it takes them out while they're sh shoveling the... Uh, Anyway, maybe yes. that's a little bit more extreme. And, yeah, I, I could see it happening. Yeah. Um, so speaking of Rome cells, what are, what are your thoughts on the whole uh, aspartame? Because wasn't that his, uh, his, yeah, his baby? Yeah, there, there were some people who had a real, uh, real bad reactions to yeah, that. Kathy yeah, Kathy O'Brien talks about it all the yeah. time, and she says that they were using it as a, a tool, um, like for mind control. Yeah, and mm -hmm. I've read that they did do these studies where it shows that you are um, less, you're more vulnerable to like electromagnetic manipulation, um, like with I, I think it was obviously high doses of mm. aspartame. But but why were they even testing for this if there's no? Well, I, I just spent <laughs> my last uh, four days with a guy who's been infected with three different cancers, and but he knows the history of aspartame. At least what he told me okay. was it was used to to fatten livestock. Mm -hmm. 
uh, you know, the ones, uh, Diet Coke and all this, right, that have, sure. and uh, NutraSweet type thing. And it was used to make them have the sensation that they would, they wanted to have food along with the sweet. Okay, uh, and so I don't know about the MK Ultra piece of it, yeah. but but if you we do know that there is a strong correlation between cancer and obesity. Sure. Yeah. And also a strong correlation between cancer and then also COVID deaths with insulin with diabetes. Right. So those are cofactors. So again, it's sort of a directed evolution. Mm. It, you can feed this to the great unwashed, mm-hmm. and now your cofactors. Go up, and then the cofactors, uh, comorbidities that go along with all the other stuff, the the heart disease and mm-hmm. the hardening of the arteries and all the other stuff that goes along with it. You know, right? Yeah, interesting. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, it's a it's not necessarily a weapon. Well, it could be like a binary weapon. It, it, yeah, it could be like leading you down the road of poor health. Right. Well, in some ways, it could be kind of a binary binary weapon with like a delayed payload uh, effect. Um, yeah, it's, it's hard to, when, when, uh, like I drank a lot of Diet Coke. <laughs> Before, <laughs> you know, people in my life said, are you crazy? Right, Don't right. do that. So, I mean, if, if you would be dead, I should be dead. Right, right. Well, but, there, there's toxic thresholds. And, yeah. you know, people who have higher toxic burden, some people have a higher threshold to be able to, we're detox machines, but, yeah. you know, so I think... I don't think like just because something is toxic, you know, that you're necessarily going to die. But there is a and there's a threshold, and for some people, that threshold is lower than others. And if there are other cofactors, then you know that threshold is going to be lower. Right. Right. Well, um, I, I guess it's now it's the time to invest in Fed now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about that. Um, I'm curious also about your thoughts. We had a we we talked in the last episode about. Karen Kingston, and she has gone into a lot of these patents on nanotechnology, uh, and she definitely has some theories about, you know, potential. I, and I know that in the Operation Warp Speed documents, there were some, you know, discussions about surveillance and tracking and tracing and some companies that were, uh, you know, partnered Karen up Karen Kingston uh, talks about nanoparticle in uh, terms of patents. like a surveillance and oh uh, okay this is this isn't like self-assembling nanobots and self, yeah, yeah, self-aware that's what, nanobots yeah. I mean that was Charles Lieber's patents so yeah well I, so I went to okay um, I went to every day of the Lieber trial or yeah almost every day maybe I missed right. the first day uh, and he was working on a lot of different nanotechnology mm-hmm. uh, they were trying to self-assemble a, a, a Transmitter. Right. And well, he's I, partners with uh, Elon Musk on the Neuralink, and he created yeah. the Neuralace. Yeah. Yeah. N- Neuralace, which uh, there was a uh, uh, something that you could inject that was a mesh. Right. And I heard uh, several uh, Chinese postdocs at the lab testify that they were working on supposedly Alzheimer's or whatever, but mm-hmm. they wanted to get to the blood-brain barrier, right. and they wanted to test different parts electrically of the uh, of the brain and so forth. And it's it was like, whoa, this is pretty crazy. Mm-hmm. You know, the stuff that he got into. Sci-fi kind of stuff, yeah. Yeah, and there was a lot of irregularities at the trial. Um, okay. But, uh, you know, as far as Lieber with self-aware nanobots, um, uh, you know, I don't believe in self-aware nanobots. Well, I don't know if it's self-aware. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but self-assembling, yes. Self-assembling it seems to be, yeah, I think we Well, that's the whole, it. I mean... If you look at it's, the whole idea of self-assembly is 
I, I can't, you know, I mean, an umbrella might be the can, you know, an example of self-assembly where you just don't want to carry something that's this big all the time. So you collapse it down so that it can be expanded later. Sure. A lot of the space stuff, you know, you know, unfolds in space and so right. forth. So that makes a lot of sense that you would charge one side of it like a coin and charge the other side. And so that when it went in there, yeah. it would naturally line up like a stack of coins. Sure. And then that would be your transmitter or whatever. Right. So yeah. it's the transmitter component that's a... I think concerning for people. But but what I saw was that didn't actually like they were able to put that together with a microscope placing right. each coin like this but they weren't actually able to like inject it and then oh, go through okay. the blood and then have it, you know. I saw some people said that oh there was this stack of coins here and there's stack of coins there. What they did do was they they I think they failed at that and they did this net mesh Right. So it's kind of like a like an umbrella. It's a tube that they mm -hmm. shot in, and then the thing later would unfurl like a net. Okay. Right. And so that's where I think they got. I don't. I don't know if Karen is familiar with it or, or not. Yeah. But but I, I do think they were experimenting a lot on um, being able to measure um, voltages mm -hmm. uh, across cells and being able to remotely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, send a signal and, and, yeah. and trigger cells to release their calcium or exactly. release. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Which, that, I think that was the part that's concerning. Yeah. Well, I mean, you could <laughs> cause a, like a, what do you call it, a, a mental breakdown or something? Uh, yeah. Where you just fall, all of a sudden you flush somebody's brain and now they're, you know. <laughs> I, it doesn't sound good to me. No, no, no. It's not a good. Yeah, this sounds like a potential disaster. Um, they were doing some cutting edge stuff. Yes. And you know what the funny part about it was Epson was uh, Epstein was in on this. Yeah, he fund, like something like 9 million dollars. Yeah, right? he, yeah, he he knew Lieber and he he knew all these Harvard docs. George Church was doing the 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 genome. Uh -huh. And then the MIT right across the street mm -hmm. or right across the river uh with the MIT lab, cancer right. lab, he was doing a whole bunch of stuff over there. Uh -huh. uh, so you know, the the this whole idea of Epstein just being this guy who's using these women to, uh, uh, you know, get Bill Clinton on the Lolita Express, he's actually trying to actually compromise all the scientists. Yeah. So the scientists are working for Jeff Epstein and Les Wexner. Yeah. So I mean, if you look into it, it's it's. It's a very different picture than what has been portrayed. I don't know if you've ever interviewed anybody on Epstein and Wexner on this topic or not. I, I haven't. I would like to yeah. because it's such a – and I, I have not yet read it, but I really want to read uh, Whitney Webb's books. Oh, They're you got to read massive. those. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. I, I made a mistake today, and I said Last American Vagabond. Uh -huh. I didn't say Last American Vagabond for Ryan. Right. <laughs> I, because I just associate – Oh, Whitney Webb so closely with Ryan. Yeah, they work together. Yeah, yeah. They, and I just said Unlimited Hangout. Right, yeah. But Unlimited Hangout's hers, yeah. and Last American Vagabond is Ryan. Yes. And I'd met uh, Derek Bros mm -hmm. and, and, and Spencer. Yeah, Unlimited Hangout. I think he's with Unlimited Hangout. He's well. Unlimited Hangout, yeah. not but Last he worked, American. No, but, he, but they work together. They do a lot of stuff together. Okay, so I'm not at fault here. They no, do no, no, overlap. They, they collaborate a lot, yes. Well, anyway, read her uh, American, tones. well, but it's great stuff. Yeah, and, and, no, I and know. Her uh, America under blackmail. 
Yeah, One Nation Under Blackmail. Yeah, the two volumes, both yeah, of them. I, and I read it with this thing called Readwise. It's a reader oh. that you can highlight. and. Oh. Yeah, yeah, and it'll repeat it back, interval repeat, so that you really learn it. Yeah. Yeah, okay. so I've, those are masterful books. They're definitely on my list. I definitely do want her, and I'd love to interview her. There's a lot of things. That, she actually did an article. I know you've done a lot of work on the coronathrax, and she's yeah. one of the few other people who even mentioned it. Most people have never heard of Again, A plus for Whitney on Chronothrax. There was yeah. an earlier guy who, I can't even remember his name now, but it was the Sunshine Project on the Adthrax vaccine. Mm -hmm. They, oh, by the way, this same company, uh, Emergent Biosolutions, mm -hmm. which had as their president, Fraud El Hibri. You know, when you, you start out with a company called Fraud El Hibri, you know, mm -hmm. and, but they were all in Saudi intelligence with Brennan again, mm -hmm. John Brennan, you know, trying to come up with mass formation psychosis around anthrax attacks so that we can. Yep, I remember that. You know, all this stuff. Um, it's going to come in the mail. Just be careful. Don't open your mail. <laughs> right. And, 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 and the number of spores is exactly the number of spores. That could kill you, even right. though it's one hundredth of that. Actually, you know, and Hatfield was all a part of that. And yeah. but anyway, they just came out with a uh, a new vaccine. Believe it or not, another anthrax vaccine called Cyfendus. C y f e n d u s. Okay. So get ready when they come out with the vaccine. You know what's about ready to happen? <laughs> yeah. Mass formation psychosis, right? Totally. So so that's that's coming. But yeah, I, I think. Uh, she did great work on Coronathrax. I went to UPMC many times over the last seven years and done a lot of reporting on UPMC. That was kind of the head of, uh, you talk about this is the third war, right. the biologist war. Yeah. Ground zero was University of Pittsburgh Medical Center. And Tara O'Toole was the person who got put in charge of that after 9-11, after the mass formation. Like psychosis. Anthrax. And, and that's, and what are you doing? Combining... This poison, coronathrax, corona with anthrax. Right. You could use a million different things. Why are you using anthrax? And the reason I say is because anthrax has this ability to survivability. Yeah, it's, it, it's bacterial, not... It, it, it's, yeah. it's tough. It's got this peptoglycan shell. It's tough. It lasts forever. It knows how to wake up when the conditions are right, when it sporulates, <laughs> really. I mean, yeah. it goes through heat. They had it on Grunard Island. Grunard Island, the, the British anthrax island, just exploded Ooh. just a couple of days ago, just exploded. Wow. <laughs> so, so it's like, that's not covering up evidence. No. But anyway, the, the, the anthrax, when they come back with the vaccine, and now you have this coronathrax. Well, the other thing about coronathrax is it, it has a way of sort of putting oil wells in. That's how anthrax works. Uh, and then you come in later with the oil drill. Oh. So it works as a binary. Right. Right? And so the anthrax actually could be, the vaccine actually could be, the protective antigen actually could be the thing that the lethal factor or the edema factor later comes in and delivers the punch. So it's it's a yeah, payload. So it's a yeah. natural binary weapon is what I'm trying to yeah, say. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. And a hardy one. So so maybe that's why they're trying to put the coronathrax in there because they want to cover it as, oh, all these dumb deplorables, they didn't get their coronavirus vaccine. Right. And that's why they died, not because of anthrax. Right. You see what um, I'm saying? I, well, I just thought it was really interesting uh, around uh, 2020 when they kept, you know, one of the things they kept scaring people 
all, all these like crunchy granola moms who would only use natural cleaning products were suddenly buying up all the Lysol. And it was because they kept telling them that uh, COVID lived on surfaces. Right. And, it, you know, we, for another, we, we can take out the, you know, discussion of what you believe about viruses. But if you, the, the traditional narrative around viruses would be that they're not living and they certainly don't live on surfaces. So why is it suddenly that we have to get Lysol to wipe off all these surfaces unless it's got a bacterial component? Bacteria lives on surfaces. Right, absolutely. Yeah, and I, I d definitely think that uh, if you had a, a one-two punch, let's say you had a very mild thing mm -hmm. to infect everyone so that everyone would test positive and we can collect the DNA. Right. One of Bob Malone's partners, Daryl Galloway, was mm -hmm. the guy who wrote the plan for the Navy and then for the Defense Department on mass collection for swabs. Swabs, yep. Right? So you have that, a very light, mild thing for mass collection. So you get your collection in your database, DNA database. Mm -hmm. But then you have for the ones that you want to create the scare, the, the mass formation psychosis, right. then you go with the coronathrax and you go at a, at a hospital like the ones in New York where you actually do, people do die, and and it creates, and then you publicize the crap out of it. Of course, yeah. And then, you know, Cuomo, uh, you know, the Cuomo brothers go back and forth and oh, say, yeah. you know, and now everybody's- we have all their scandals, and we have lots of distraction, and- And as soon as they're done with yes. their whole dog and pony show about how horrible it is, and yes. the body stacking up, remember, outside the thing, uh, the and Trump tells the story, then they're taken out. Right. I can't remember if it was sexual harassment or something. So, yeah, I don't even remember yeah. either, but I remember all sorts of scandals, yeah. And then they're out of there. Mm -hmm. You know, they, they, it's sort of like they were used. It, it's so, like, it's such a playbook, like such so uh, tired playbook that yeah. I don't even remember what the details of it were. Yeah, it's almost like this. <laughs> you bring in the henchman to, to yeah. cut the head off, and then you the henchman. Like Oregon Trail. <laughs> yeah, henchman dies and, and, and drowns in the river. So now no, every, everything's solved. Yeah, that that's kind of what happened. I mean, yeah. the, the, that whole thing was contrived with CNN and New York to create mm -hmm. a mass formation psychosis yeah. around you know the deaths. So For sure. anyway, well, with the Fed now, I brought up the nanotechnologies just because that was a theory that was going around. That you know, of course, if you're then going to bring in the digital currency and it's tied to social credit, and then you have you know some sort of uh, technological interface that's already uh, you know, they, they already have the surveillance uh, embedded and then they, you know, implement the social credit score. So this is a very intricate, but I... We, we actually looked at this okay. uh, with the biometric uh, yes. uh, thing, uh, implementation with this thing called NADRA and the government mm -hmm. of uh, Afghanistan use it to reduce terrorism. And in the same idea, you can have a biometric phone, biometric license, biometric credit cards, mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, there was uh, various different technologies that they try for the biometrics. But the idea is to limit terrorism. Right. And then move that back here. And, you know, I think they've tried a lot of different ways. They had the microneedles. Bill Gates was going to do the dissolvable microneedles. Yep. And you had people trying to talk people into chipping their hand. Remember mm -hmm. that was a craze for a little while. Yep. And then now, you know. Yeah, I think in the Netherlands, a lot of people did sign up for it. Did they really? Yeah. Wow. I'll be a cattle, you know. I'll <laughs> yeah, just just put it right in here. Well, you know, it's convenient. Yeah, I can yeah. just go, <laughs> just scan, yeah. <laughs> well, 
you know, I, I still think there are ways away from that. I did intend mm-hmm. the Lieber thing. It could be that the actual pattern of the adjuvant mm-hmm. going into the arm yeah. creates sort of a QR code that can be read right. with a Lados type scanner. Yeah, that's, so, that's what I was hearing. Yeah, so that, and Bob Malone, one of his big partners is Lados. Right. So that's the scanner you go through at the airport. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. That's that's one of the things I talk about all the time is how, you know, they use the Patriot Act to basically create, uh, you know, whole cattle of people who are willing to take uh, pornographic photos. <laughs> you ought to run that through, uh, run that by me again. <laughs> well, well because, you know, you go through TSA and now. Oh, I yeah. see what you're saying. It, it's <laughs> no. because, because there's nothing, no holds barred. Yeah. 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 And I'm like, and nobody says anything. It's like, yeah, it's perfectly fine. We just walk through. And, yeah, you know, yeah. nobody was like up in arms about it. It was like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. we're so much safer now. Yeah, well, they, <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know I, I the way I worded it, but but it really that is what it was. It right. was like you know you walk through and they and now the the technology change and it's not as graphic, but right, right, um, right. But back early then on. it was. Yeah, yeah, early on. Well, I yeah. guess that's true. Um, <laughs> well, I, this is another question I want to ask Bob Malone. Is like, hey, you've got a ten year relationship with Latos, right? You know, and before that, ten years before that, these these defense contracts go in ten year tranches, right? Mm-hmm. And they're two billion every two years, kind of thing. So so they don't have to write a lot of POs all the time. They just give here's another two billion. Things mm-hmm. are going pretty good. Here's another two billion. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a ten year contract that we're they're working on right now, which again is tag and trace type technology. Yeah, I'm not sure they're there yet. Right, right. But they're working toward it. Sure. But ten years before that, it was SAIC with Stephen Hatfield. And Bob Malone, mm-hmm. right? And so these things get kind of every ten years. They keep trying to come up with a more um, refined, yeah, refined way. I mean, one of the ideas was if you scar the lung with some kind of uh, infiltrate, like a like a, a weak anthrax or a weak tuberculosis, yeah, it would actually create what you know the ground glass type pattern or a crazy paving type pattern in your lung. Mm-hmm. And that becomes like a, a QR code. Everybody's scarring pattern is slightly oh, different. That's you fascinating. Can, you can do the same thing with vaping. You can do the same thing with CBD. You can do the same thing with uh, cigarette smoking. Right? Yeah. Your yeah. tumors become markers just like your tattoos. That's, so I this mean, people don't think about that. Yeah. You could be trying to generate these benign tumors as markers. Right. Right? Yeah. And I don't really care if I can see it on the outside. What I want is to be able to see it on the inside. Right. And if I know you have a small benign tumor right here in the upper quadrant of your lung, then I know it's George Webb. Right? And so so I, you think right off the bat, cancering America, that sounds so crazy the CIA and FBI would be doing that. Mm-hmm. But if they think that they're creating benign tumors that are just markers. Right. Then they then it's not as bad. Right. Right. And then they're like, oh, okay. Or or creating an infection which would be a marker. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's not as bad. It's just a mild infection. And yet it is really bad because it's can not, go wrong. Well and not it, only that, yeah, all the unintended consequences, but they're also that they're using it to track and trace and then but see, you're deplorable, right? Because we proved, we hired so many 
uh, people at January 6th, right? Uh-huh. And again, look at the people who get put away for January 6th. Who was at the gate? Right. Who was at the gate when the Ukrainians went over the gate? Anyway, yes. Uh, it's it's interesting how later on different people become the heroes of January sixth, and you know, I'm right there with the Ukrainians. But anyway, mm-hmm. my, my point is is that January sixth, they wouldn't have had those buses of 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 DIA and FBI informants going bus after bus after bus, right, right. to to make it into you're a threat to continuity of government, right. We can declare continuity of government, and now you're so deplorable. We're allowed to, we're allowed to put a marker in you, and a tumor is a form of a marker. Yeah. Right. And so that's where I'm trying to say these people might be, you know, rationalizing these programs, right. and, and that's something we have to think yeah. through. Yeah. No, I, I can see that. So yeah, because we're running out of time, but I want. Oh, we're I do running want out to address. We are. Okay. I want to address the the Fed now. I want your thoughts on that. Um, uh, separate from all of the uh, biometric capacity, but it is coming. I think July twenty sixth. Is this? Um, well, a, a lot of a long time ago, somebody told me that Fedcoin was coming, a Bitcoin yes. that was, and the idea would be sort of like, um, uh, you know, we had a couple of mass formation psychoses with Sam Bankman Fried, mm, yes. and how this shouldn't be unregulated. We got to regulate this, right? Mm-hmm. We got to rein in all these Bitcoin. And you know, Doge coins and all yes. these different coins. We've got to rein it in, and we need to rein it in to Fed coin, and mm, yeah. we'll give you eighty percent or sixty percent or whatever right. it's going to be. But there's going to be some crisis before, you know, the, you know, like the bank nineteen twenty nine stock market mm-hmm. crash. Or the fall of the Berlin Wall. There's going to be some kind of crash. Those are completely organic, of course. <laughs> but then they're going to go, oh, well, we're going to step in. Yes. And save you. Problem, reaction, solution. Right, right. Uh-huh. The Hegelian dialectic. We're going to save you with FedCoin. Yes. And you would have been wiped out, but now we're going to give you 20 cents on the dollar. I, that, that's what I think is coming because I think this micropayments thing, which is they're trying to put their toe in the water for like mm-hmm. you pay so-and-so $50 for, you know, fixing your radiator or whatever. Mm-hmm. There's already services to do that. PayPal's sure. been around. Oh, yeah. Venmo. Sure. Come on. And even Twitter's talking about micropayments. Oh, yeah. Right? So they're going to have to come up with some mass formation psychosis. I, I think that's, that's right. I do think that's right. Um, and I think, so I read this, uh, this, this whole thread that was supposedly a leak and it, it could all be completely fictitious. I really don't know. But I wouldn't be surprised if some sort of scenario like this were to play out, or at least if this was some sort of a goal that they had in mind. We, we've already heard Klaus Schwab talk about, you know, surveillance going under the skin and digital currencies and uh, caste systems, you know, and UBIs. We, we've heard him talk about all of these things, right? And so this thing that I read was where, and I'm going to blank on the terms because they had a, what the stratification was, um, but they essentially had this caste system where people were on a UBI and it was something like $2,000 a month or something like that. And uh, it didn't roll over, but you could get demerits. So there was a social credit system. And if you, you know, were not a good doobie, then you had demerits and you would lose money. So let's say you, you know, ate meat that week. Uh, you know, you bought too much gas or 
whatever, you went outside your 15-minute city. Um, and yeah. so, yeah, so forth, so on. And there were certain people who were the, I, I'm so blanking, I wish I remembered the the names that they had, but, you know, there was, there was the restricted class, I remember that, the restricted class, and then there was the, uh, um, there was a top level who, they they were, like, immune, you know, they could do whatever they wanted, of course, and then there Greta were- Thornburg. What? Greta Thornburg. She can fly her jets anywhere, anywhere. Exactly. and talk about oh, climate change. Yes, yeah, 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 of yeah. course. <laughs> uh, yes, because <laughs> uh, the jet that doesn't affect her no, jet. Doesn't, no, no. I mean, yeah. use all of the jet fuel and yeah, um, really good for the planet. So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah. So, the, but they were talking. So I. But what I can see is that that they were talking about. It was, you know, a UBI system and a social Universal credit system. basic income for uh, Yes, for and it was using, obviously, digital currency so they could monitor and track everything. And I think we've already seen a real push for the UBI, uh, especially in places like California. They've been talking about it for a really long time. And I could see them, uh, you know, this is, of course, theoretical, but I could see them creating some sort of a financial crisis uh, where people, and then offering some type of a UBI where people felt desperate enough to take that option and then they roll out you know that it's only going to be on the digital and then they can you know they, they can build on that then right. they could have a surveillance a social credit implemented yeah well if you just said welfare and you know uh medicaid and medicare mm -hmm. it's only on ubi uh, on uh, the fed now mm-hmm yeah, uh, you know, there, that's you. There's a twenty-five percent of your economy overnight uh, that they could move to Fed now. See that, but that's a that same economy. The cash economy doesn't want to be monitored. So it, uh -huh. there's questions, you know, yeah. how that's going to work. Yeah, I, I think there's a lot of questions. So we've talked a lot about uh, about a lot of really dark things. Yeah. I'm curious about what you see as being hopeful. I just like not to leave people totally black belt. Sure. But, but what do you see hopeful for the future? And what do you think are things people can do to, uh, you know, mitigate some of these? Things that are occurring, and well, I say support your local citizen journalist. Yes, um, uh, because exposing the dark hand is is sort of like disarming your enemy. Yes. Sunshine's the best disinfectant. Mm -hmm. You can support me, uh, George Webb, uh, uh, Real George Webb One on Twitter. You can see my PayPal and Venmo. You can also support my Substack, George Webb. Substack.com. Oh, this is for everybody. Yeah. Uh, you could support Mark Kulak. He's a great yeah. researcher. JJ Cooey, uh, Matthew Crawford, mm -hmm. you, you, thank you. Uh, you know, and and the and the like. Or pick your favorite one, but yeah. just don't give your money to James O'Keefe if he's not going to do anything with the perfect work chart. <laughs> uh, and and really, we we win uh, because that's a force multiplier. Knowledge is a force multiplier. We win that way. Yeah. Uh, so in, that's what I'm inform, inspire, and empower. Yeah. Inform, inspire, and empower. Yeah, that's the, my my tagline for my podcast. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> I think it starts by informing people so yep. they know what's going on, where the problems are, and then hopefully you inspire them to get involved, to be engaged, and then Come to one them. of your events, events? Yeah, totally. Come to my events so you can find other people. To when is the event with. in Florida again next We're month? We're thinking it's either going to be October 13th to the 15th, or it might be in early November. It's going to depend on venue. So still keep checking the website and we'll have updates. And then the, the Trump event that you're doing in November. So I'm not doing a, a Trump event. I'm Clay doing Clark. a 
Well, I'm going to go to Clay Clark. I, I'm supposed to speak at the one after Vegas. We don't know where that is yet. Okay. That one we don't know, but I am speaking in Michigan on uh, the 11th and 12th of August, and that's uh, the Reunite America. So, yeah, you can go to my website or you're busy. I'm really busy. You need you need a couple more uh, neural links. I know, <laughs> I know, Elon. I need some help. You're, you're doing Red Pill too, also. Where's, yes. Where's so Red Pill? Red Pill is in Des Moines, Iowa. So we're going to drive there right after. And that's right after Michigan. Yes. It's yeah. So we're going to drive through the night and head over there. So, wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's and the, be... they come out with a little robot that you can just download. Yeah. I yes. I'm going to. You support. would probably that would be okay. AI. <laughs> right? No, I actually don't. I'm really kidding, but yeah, you, but sometimes I dream of it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You you when I'm really tired. Yeah, when well, and you have the thing with Miriam. Yeah, so uh, I have three podcasts tomorrow, uh, but tomorrow night Miriam and I are going live, and we're going to talk about the uh, or the cover up of the proximal origin. Yeah, yeah. And who um, else? Yeah. And then you have Ryan that you're doing the show with, and this mm -hmm. goes out all over the world. Shortwave. This, when, yeah, when, this when one. When is that? But that the that's where I don't have the name yet. We think just, it's just the Corning Turner show. Okay. We're in really early. <laughs> okay, okay, cool. Um, but yeah, we 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 haven't released it yet. But that's uh, that's in the works. So. Wow, I'm so honored to be one of the first. <laughs> you are, the, yeah. I Thank am you. the I'm first guest yeah. of the Courtney Turner show. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, have you got a like a, a group in the background? A Courtney Turner show. You know, like a, a jingle thing? No, we'll have to work on that. Yeah. Wouldn't it be great? Courtney Turner, Courtney Turner, Courtney Turner. <laughs> <laughs> and then somebody's going to be like, Courtney. A Courtney. <laughs> uh, well, I'm kind of saying it. Yeah. I, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Courtney. Courtney. Yeah. I always say that so that people know how to find my website because it's not spelled. Yeah, I know. The N-A-Y. T-E-N-A-Y. T-E-N-A-Y. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so, and, and you're on Rumble, and then you're also... I'm on Rumble, I'm on Rock. And there's a new super secret you, social media tool that you guys are going to be announcing, I heard, too. Super, super secret that goes out and puts your stuff out. Where? Yeah. Well, so that's a, that's in the works, but that's a, a it's going to be a test case. So, okay. yeah, we'll, we'll right. to, to, be, to be announced, that will be coming. To be but announced. yeah, so... Uh, but, so for things that people can do, they can support local journalism. I love how you said that uh, sunshine is like the disinfectant. I always say, I, you, you've read None Dare Call It Conspiracy. Sure. Yeah, yeah at yeah, the end of the book, they say, say the yeah, conspiracy can only survive in the dark. And then I always say it's incumbent upon the light to shine on it and expose it. So very, I love your way of putting it. So, well, thank you so much for being here. I was thank number you. one, everybody. Number one. one. <laughs> yeah. Uh, the, the legend. Jennifer. In my own mind. <laughs> there you go. Thank you all for watching. Thank you, Courtney. Thank you. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.